Hey everyone, on this episode of the Your Life, Your Terms show, we're speaking with Marco Verkic. Marco was a, a, an almost professional soccer player. When he was the, on the under-19 teams, he played in the Bundesliga, which is the top-tier German team, and he played on the Croatian national team. Um, but we're actually talking about all things real estate. He's in Frankfurt, so we got a complete lowdown on, on how what real estate looks like n- there now, how the investment market is, what it was like before. Wait until you hear some of these mortgages. Just to give you an idea, what, what they were doing 10-year mortgages at 0.45% at 100% of the property value. And for a little bit more, they were doing over 100%. So there's lots of gems in here to get a good understanding of how things were working there and see the similarities and differences to compare them here. Kind of opened our eyes to a few things. It was really cool. And don't forget about the upcoming Your Life, Your Terms event. That's on October 14th. That's where we do a deep dive into a bunch of different real estate topics, exactly what's going on in the market, what's happening with the economy, interest rates. We're bringing in... some awesome guest speakers, some that work directly with financing and developers to get some insight into that market. Jeff Booth, who's authored The Price of Tomorrow, um, who really opened our eyes to a lot of things is coming as well. One of the co-founders of Win Mobile's coming out, Bryce. He took on a, a you know a really kind of a locked down industry head on and made some, some changes that affected really all Canadians right across the board. Um, and just the group of people that are there is just, just great. The energy in the room, it really, it's it's turned into something, a really a real highlight for us seeing everyone. So it's been great. All the details of that are at yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. You can get all the details. Um, it'll be a big, a big group of people. Um, and last time we had to close down registration early. So if you're thinking about it, you probably want to look, get to that and look that up now. It's yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. And that's it. Enjoy the episode. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. All right, Marco. So we're finally doing this. So we were just, uh, uh, so, okay, we got to tell everyone where where we met. Because this is hilarious. Um, so we met on the beach in Brella, which is one of our favorite spots in Croatia. When we go to Croatia, it's one of our favorite spots. And I guess I think it's one of yours too, from now what I know of you. Yeah. It's and heaven, then, heaven on earth. Yeah. I don't know how I remember you were there with your two young kids. I was there with the family. I don't even think Tom was there yet. It was just my family before, you know, before he came over. And uh I know we started talking and then it was weird because you're like, oh, what do you do? And I told you what I did in real estate and with investors. And you were like, yeah, I work with investors in real estate in Germany. Like, it, I was like, what, what, who, who is this guy? It was, it was just, uh, it was a funny coincidence, man. And we just got to, got to chatting. It was, uh, yeah, it was funny. And now that was two years ago. And now we're sitting here kind of sitting down talking about it. But, um, yeah. so you were, but, and then you were also, okay. So give everyone a little bit of story. Marco Verkic, who are you? You were a soccer player before yes 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 so first of all thank you for having me here nick yeah yeah it's, of course it's really great to have the podcast yeah um also with the with the time difference we have here 5 p.m it's in the morning in canada i think i don't know yeah it is, it is still yeah yeah um and me i'm marco verkic i'm now 33 years old and i used to play soccer i also had an offer for a scholarship in america but i didn't take it because I wanted to become a professional uh, football or soccer player in, in Germany. 
I played also in the highest division, also for Croatian national team in the under 19, two games, but I sucked. I was really bad. Yeah, because I was too nervous. Is that what <laughs> I happened? Couldn't. I didn't know that. I think I didn't get that part of the story, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like this. And then, but after the game, the coach came to my father and I told him, you look, your son already plays in Bundesliga in Germany in under 19. So we cannot sell him. But if you pay us an amount of money, we will also take him for the for the European Championship qualifiers and everything. It's Croatia. Yeah, but my dad said, here, <laughs> we, we don't want to do it. <laughs> we will try in Germany to become professional. But I was uh, a lot of injured when it was a lot of pressure. Um, but in the in the most important years, I was injured. And then at the end of the time, when I was 21 years old, I played here also in the fourth division. Uh, but we decided from one moment to another, my wife and me, we already married. She was pregnant with our son. I was 21 years old. And we decided, okay, you will not become a millionaire with football. I had a goal when I moved out with 15 years from home to become a professional soccer player. If I'm not a professional soccer player and if I'm not earning this amount of money until I'm 22, 23, then I will quit and I will go for a normal job. So we quit. We had no money. We we slept on the on the sofa by my from my cousin. We had no apartment, nothing, and she was pregnant with my son. And so we started. Then I started as a waiter, and then I started in the real estate business in 2012 with 22 years and uh, one one son. And one year or two years later, our daughter came. So when I was 23, we had one daughter, one son, and uh, no money, but we have big dreams and big goals. And so that's. That's me. And now I'm 33 years old in Frankfurt, in the heart of Europe. I'm born in Frankfurt. We love Frankfurt. It's the most beautiful city in Germany. For me, we have the only skyline in whole Europe, I think, and the biggest airport in Europe. And I have my own business, my own brokerage Yeah, with some brokers. Uh, we have three kids now. Yeah. Um, and I have also a company where we invest in, in real estate. So we do fix and flip and we do buy and hold here in Frankfurt. And so it was really funny when you lay on the beach and the beach is very small. If someone knows Brella, if not Google it, you will see it's a small, small, small village. Yeah. <laughs> and the beach is very small. Yeah. And you and your family, you lay just <laughs> left from us and we he heard, okay, they're speaking English. Okay. Let's talk with them. <laughs> That's and hilarious. It was really funny, yeah. dude. You've been through. That's quite. Uh, uh, you know, you in what you just said in one minute there. That's that's quite the journey. <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. yeah, it was a, it was a fast forward. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there, so you guys have been through a lot, man. To go to make that transition, to be that young, having kids, deciding to leave soccer, to have to figure it out. Like you said, you had no money to figure that out. That's like you know, that's commendable. Like a lot of people think, you know, it, it's hard at that age to kind of pick yourself up. But I think it's when you're just forced to do it. I think it's when the kids come, you're forced to do it. And you're like, Hey, I got to make something work now because I have, it's not just me. Cause when it's just you, it's like, yeah, I can work at the grocery store and I'll, I'll figure it out. But when it's the kids, it just changes yeah. everything. Right. It, it changes everything. If I wouldn't, if I wouldn't have had my wife and already a kid, I think I would still be in like, jogging 
yeah until yeah. i'm 25 or 30 uh, yeah you would be relaxed but you have to do what you have to do when you have a kid so you're just yeah for, for anyone that's just listening and not watching the video i uh i <laughs> i as soon as i jumped on with marco so i'm here like your life your term shirt in my office he's in his office beautiful white shirt nice wood slat i have this this poster says you can't deposit excuses he's got these beautiful custom wood slats behind him and i'm like man you european he's drinking an espresso you know and i'm like you europeans you know you really try to show us show up us north americans right and he's doing a good job doing it so okay so so give me the heads up so let me know marco what's going on so in the last so here since 2020 here's what we've seen in real estate here when COVID hit they they dropped interest rates super low they put a bunch of money into the economy everyone started freaking out prices of everything started going up people started jumping into real estate because they thought prices would only go up so they were just trying to buy things um then in 2022 uh to the our peak was february of last year and then as they started to raise interest rates prices came down and now they've then they kind of recovered actually a little bit and now they're just kind of like stabilizing there now so i'm just curious what in frankfurt what's it what's it been like for real estate what have you guys seen over the last kind of few years um yeah it's it's really funny also when we talked in brella two years ago we saw that where you are from in north america canada and here in germany it is pretty the same pretty like the same government the same thinking um the same situation when COVID hit also i know exactly in march 2020 when, when we had here the first lockdown i was in the hospital with my wife because our third um, oh, wow. child was born and then uh, our chancellor, Miss Merkel, said, okay, it's lockdown. And I know exactly, I had some stocks, 50% it crashed, even Allianz. Like I had uh, Allianz just to say, okay, if there is some epidemic, Allianz is uh, the biggest insurance company in Germany, it will not drop, it will be saved. And it dropped 50% in one week, like it was crazy. And all the people from this moment, um, I had two closings, they uh, they went off because the buyers told me the real estate market will crash after the stock market so it will come so we don't want to buy it and then it was like like shock like nothing happened for i think two months and then they realized okay they are printing a lot of more money we have very good uh, social systems here in germany so uh, no one nearly lost his jobs because they threw so much money in the market and I was like, okay, it's not just the interest rates because in Germany, the interest rates were already at, wait, 0.9% was the interest rate also oh, before okay. COVID. If oh, you wow. buy, yeah, yeah, it was by zero point. Some, I had a buyer, he got interest rate from 0.45%. Yeah, for a 10 year loan and just a 20% down payment. Yeah, um, it was crazy. But if you if you made, uh, if you got a loan with 110% without down payment before COVID, the people, um, if you had a good salary, uh, the bank, bank gave you a 115% loan for 10, 15 years for 1.2% of, of interest rate. Well, it was, it was crazy. Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I got this. I got this. So we ended up going when, after COVID, we saw some 
mortgages at around 1%. But you're saying, so before COVID, with 20% down, you were they were getting a 10-year, so in 10 years, you, you don't have to renew for 10 years. Yes, you right. don't have to renew. You have a long, fixed, fixed interest rate, yeah. And how long was the amortization? So how long was the, but it was more like 25, ours is normally 25 years here, sometimes 30, but 25 to 30 is the normal amortization here. We usually lock in for five years. We have to renew every five years, but it's a 25 to 30 year amortization. What What's it like over there typically? Okay. Okay. Because we are, everybody here is wondering that they heard the Americans are locking in for five years and they are crazy. It's because the Germans are, always they have to be secure everything has to be safe safe yeah, safe yeah, yeah. how can you lock interest rate just for five years they locked for for 15 or 20 years if you wanted to lock uh for 15 years or 20 years uh they gave you interest rate from 1.5 or 1.8 percent and some people also locked it in for 15 or 20 years uh but here the banks are always calculating if you buy a house for yourself and the most people are buying houses for themselves not uh, for uh, buy and hold not for investment you have to pay it off um until you um are old and going to what it's called in english um if you're not working anymore so it, when you retire it has it has to be paid off until retirement so if you are 30 years old you have 35 years time oh god if you okay. pay if you buy a house with with 40 years then it has to be paid off in uh, from the calculation in yeah. 25 years mm. like yeah oh um, interesting and that's it it was the situation here without down payment everybody bought houses everybody could afford a house also a normal uh, fabric worker bought house for 500,000 euros when he earned just 4,000 euro in a month from uh, net. Yeah, he got 115%. I like 115%. That's like, like why, yeah. why 15? You have to pay the Not real what? estate agent. No, to pay the real estate agent, to pay the, because here in Germany you uh, have, when you the, buy, when you buy real estate, you have 6% uh, purchasing um, tax. Purchasing fee for the tax. Yes, purchasing yeah. tax, 6%. Then you have, 1.5 to 2% for the notary, for the closing. It's notary. He's a lawyer. It's not like it's a little bit different than with you. And the real estate agent, um, about 3.57%, including tax. So altogether, it's about 10% plus minus. Yeah. So um, they gave them. And they got also, if the house has to be refurbished, renovated, you got also the mortgage for the renovation. Also, if you said, okay, this is the calculation, we need to invest um, 100,000 for renovation, they also paid you the renovation, yeah? They gave you, so you bought a house for 500,000 and you got a, a, a loan for 700,000, yeah? To okay. have also the, the renovation paid. Okay, so these rates, so this was before COVID, then after, when COVID hit, then what what and even what more happened? yeah where did, <laughs> what, 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 what more there's nothing left well then what how was it yeah, then yeah, because because here the banks had a problem they had the from the in america it's the fed here's the european central bank yeah so the banks had to pay uh interest rate for the european central banks if they don't take money from the european central bank so the 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 rate from the european central bank which are they raising now more and more like the fed 
was minus 0.5% or 0.75. So here in Germany, if you had more than 100,000 euro cash on the bank account, you had to pay interest fee to the bank because you are leaving the money on the on the banks <laughs> yeah so they they really wanted that the money is to spend to buy something yeah so and that's why the people bought real estate yeah and I, I, prices just went yeah. higher and higher so i remember because we were we follow a lot of this stuff and i remember looking at the negative interest rates more of the bonds that the you know the european central bank were selling and they were selling, I think I was looking at the 10-year bonds and that they were a negative interest rate. I'm like, so I'm giving you my money for 10 years. And after 10 years, I get less money back. I'm like, I don't, I was like, I don't understand. How this? So, but they were doing it to your savings accounts as well. So if I had a hundred thousand dollars just in a in my bank account, every year I would lose what whatever, one half a percent or, or something. Really? Yeah. I know they were doing the savings yeah. accounts. Yeah, well. because yeah, like. We had so we had the inflation, we had the the interest rate which you have to pay because you have the money on the bank, yeah. So the people were losing money just to leave the the money on the bank. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why. So everyone took the money the and bought and whatever they could with it. Everybody who didn't buy something was stupid. So the last ten years, everybody who who was able to get a loan from the bank or a mortgage or yeah. He was stupid that he didn't buy nothing and not just stupid. Maybe they didn't have the courage or they thought the prices will, will drop. But for me, in my opinion, it's just interesting how much monthly payment you have. And if you lock the interest rate for 15 years, yeah. And the monthly payment is not high, then you have to buy it. And they bought it, you know, like normal people bought houses, um, there were normal people who earned like 3000 euro monthly. They, they bought real estate, multifamily homes yeah, worth five to 10 million. The last 10 years, normal workers, when they, when they saw how it works, you know, how the yeah. business goes. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so, then, so because the, the, the banks, the banks, please, you say, please, please take some loans, please yeah. take, uh, buy well, some real estate here. <laughs> so then what happened? So then after COVID, so the rates even went lower. So they, they were forcing the money out into the system. So people were buying these properties. You're And, and just, just remind me, in Frankfurt, you guys, I, I'd imagine you guys are taking in a bunch of immigrants. So is your population growing in Frankfurt? Yeah, the, the population is growing and growing. We have like about 700 uh, people living in Frankfurt. But um, when there was no home office, there came about 1.4 million um, during the week were yeah. in Frankfurt, Got the it. people who, uh, who live here, but also the people who work here in the offices. Yeah, and Frankfurt is growing and growing and growing. Yeah, okay, it's, so then, it's so becoming like bigger and so, bigger. So you have, so Toronto is the same way. So we have like, you know, there's more people coming. We're not building enough housing. Money was cheap and a bunch of money went into the housing market. So the price is just, I mean, over a two year period, we saw some prices go up, you know, 50%, like five, zero. Like we, you know, and we're just like, this is, it, it's not healthy. Like it's not good, you know, but so yeah. what did you, what is, I guess you guys must've seen something similar then. Yeah, it was pretty similar. Just the German law, 
so when you're a real estate investor, you have to know in Germany, you are the biggest enemy from the politicians and from the normal people. Here in Germany, there are also a lot of people um, who are taking advantage of the social system. Yeah, like it's better here for the normal workers now because we have something called Bürgergeld that they don't go to work for 12, 13, 14 euro per hour. It's better for them to just be unemployed and the government is paying them the apartment and even more money uh, to to live. So you as a real estate agent, you are the biggest enemy and they hate you here. And the, the laws are not good for real estate agents when I see it in, in America or in Canada or in other countries because you cannot just take a rent if there is a lot of interest in it and then you just put the rent higher because then they can sue you. So the tenant, he can sign a contract with you and then he can sue you that you rented him the apartment too expensive out. This happened a friend of mine. He rented a one room apartment for 400 or 500 euro in Frankfurt. He had so much interest in it. The guy moved in and one month later he was sued and he had to pay 50,000 euro um, like a fee. Yeah, because it was uh, way too expensive than uh, the other stuff, is, you know, because it's more socialistic here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, so it's, what? Yeah. Oh, what? Okay. So if the guy's there, so the, the way it works here, we have something like that. It doesn't sound as bad. So when someone leaves the property, we can put the rent to whatever we want. Whatever market rent is, we can put it to whatever we want. But when they live in the property, we can only raise the rent once a year and the government decides how much that is. And it's usually between 1.5 to 2.5%. So it's a very small amount. So some people, once they get into a good property, if they stay there for 10 years, there's you know, it's good for the landlord because there's no new, you don't have to find new tenants. There's nothing like that. But at the same time, their rent is way below what they should be paying. So, so in yeah, Germany, yep. if, some, if, if someone's in the property and they, they've signed a one year lease and they stay for a second year, can you increase the rent a little bit or no, you can't do anything like that. Um, yes, you, you can. Here's like, also if it's, uh, if they leave the property and if you rent it newly out, you have to look how much you can take rent. You can put price whatever you want, wow. but it's dangerous that they sue you. Yeah. But in the in the moment, it's like this: if you if you furnish it, then you can take rent whatever you want. Oh, okay. Yeah, for a furnished apartment. But they also are looking that they can. Um, they can they can quit it that it's also like a maximum amount yeah. but it's unfair for me because just because the government is not able to build more apartments what is needed it's for the investors who take the risks who also when the tenant doesn't pay you the rent here in germany yeah you can you can quit the contract but it takes sometimes one and a half years to to get him out of the apartment. And you have to pay upfront everything. And then he just uh, says, okay, I'm bankrupt. 
and you can get nothing from it. But you had to pay the guy who put him out. You have to pay the the um, uh, the court and everything yeah. up front, and then how try long? to get it back from him. I know you said sometimes it can take a year and a half, but how long does it take on average? Like, what's normal? Is it is it six months? Is it more more than six months it's not really? and if someone has a family and kids it's even harder to get him out even if he doesn't pay the rent yeah um it's pretty hard but you have to say here in frankfurt that's why i'm not a fan the people the last 10 years they bought everywhere apartments multifamily homes in whole germany also in the in some small villages and i always said oh, with a roi from five percent or something you know and i said it's insane because when the interest rate gets higher, there's no people there who can uh, pay you the rent you are now taking. But in Frankfurt, also, the risk that a tenant doesn't pay you the rent is just 2% or something, 1.5 to 2%. Okay, so it's so nearly nothing. Yeah, it's it's very, very small. Yeah, um, but in other cities or, or villages it's even higher but in frankfurt if you want to work you cannot stay unemployed because there's a lot of work to do but our our government we have to build four hundred thousand apartments yearly this is the goal for whole germany four. Oh, yeah okay. but 400 because it's missing and also now we have uh, immigrants from ukraine also they're coming i think one million in a year uh, they say they will come. So you need even more apartments, but they are, they will build this year maybe 200,000 or 170,000. But it would be necessary to build 400,000 apartments yearly in the whole Germany for the next 10 years to have enough apartments that you can also have affordable living for the people who don't earn enough, that they can afford it. But the government and there are also no plots and everything. So it's very, very, very difficult here in Germany. And the prices for, for building buildings went also extremely high. Like I think it's the same also with you guys. I don't know. But here it's 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 really expensive. Yeah, it's it's there's a lot of similarities. Um and it's the same thing. Like, you know, our it, now that prices have come down, now that interest rates are higher, so so the cost to build has gone up. Land is expensive, like you said. There's no plots, and there's it's more expensive just for the land. Labor is more expensive. It's, we don't have enough labor to to build because we we need to build more houses than we're building as well. So we don't have enough labor. Let, costs are up. Um, you know uh, the the labor's up as well. So materials costs are up and labor costs are up. So and now that interest rates are up. The people that build the build the houses, they're just like, well, if, if people aren't going to buy them because the rates are high right now, we're just not going to build right now. So they've just decided to step yes. back and say, okay, we're just going to wait and see. So all the stuff that they're doing is just it's working against them in the long term. You know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah. to inflate everything away. So it just seems it seems kind of backwards. So it seems like it, it's yeah. a lot of uh, it, it, basically everything you're saying is like a mirror image of Toronto. It's very, very similar to what we're seeing. So that where, where how many where, people do you have in Toronto? How many people well, do you let's have? See, the actual Toronto. population of so there's Toronto and then the Greater Toronto area. I think Toronto itself is three million. Let me let me just check this. 
Yeah, so Toronto itself is about 3 million. And that's like the downtown, the, the main city. And then if you count the, the little bit of the area around it, they call it the, the greater Toronto area. Probably like the way Frankfurt does it. Like you said, Frankfurt's 700,000, but you know, different people come in. The greater Toronto area is about 6 million. Oh, so you see, our biggest city, Berlin, the capital, just have four and a half, I think. So Germany is yeah. really small. <laughs> well, we've been getting a lot of immigration. We've been getting almost 10 times the immigrants of the U.S., but we're we're like 10 oh, times wow. smaller, right? So like it's it's like, yeah, we're, we're been getting a lot of immigration since about 2015, 2016. Our, our immigration laws changed for international students and our immigration numbers just have spiked. So but which immigrants are coming? Workers but, or also... Yes, some some primary. The biggest number is students, because what they do is they use this the this the uh, education system. So they, it's easy to get a student visa, and they come in. And even if they do a one year program or, or two year program, they can then stay here and work afterwards, and they can bring some family over. Or if you're an older person, so if you're like yourself with a family, you're married, let's say, and you come over. And your wife, if you're going to school, your wife can come over and she gets a work permit. So she can work as well. And then when you work here and go to school here, you get additional points that allow you to then turn into to, to become a, a full-time immigrant, like a full-time citizen afterwards, if that's what, what they do. But now what's happened, it's, it's been messed up because now the schools are, are, are just taking on way too many people and there's way too many students coming in because they just want them, they get paid more for an international student than a Canadian student. So the schools are taking in all these students. They're like, oh, yeah, more student, more international uh, international enrollments way up for schools because they're taking in way more money. But it's mess. There's no housing for them. There, you know, there's more people here. It's just we're not. It, it's like, it, you know, the government's not doing anything about it. They're letting the schools bring in as many people. And we don't have the the homes, the roads, the hospital. We don't we need more of all that infrastructure. So it's messing. It's messing things up. I'm not against immigrants. We, so it uh, it it. it, it... It seems to be easier to immigrate than in uh, Canada than in the U.S. Or it is, or it is no, through it that is, yeah. through that approach, through the, especially through the school approach. It is. We have a system. Uh, we have like a points-based immigration system. Like if for if you're not going to school, so if you speak English, you're you know you get so many points. If you have a you know a, an edu a university education, you get some points. If you uh, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of different things. If you're coming with some money, you get some points because they don't want people that, you know. So our immigration system, yes. without the, 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 not the student part of it, it's actually, a very, I think we have a very good immigration system and it brings in quality immigrants. But then when they made these changes to try to attract all these students in the 2014, 2015, it's... Um, they didn't realize what would happen because now what people have done, they've there has people that have opened up like private schools. So it's like me opening up a school saying, oh, I'm the I'm the rock star university. Right. And then in our training room, we take in 50 students and we're like, hey, pay me, you know, 30, 40, 50 thousand dollars for your tuition and you can come to Canada. And then we have friends that live in India and they told us they're like the in India, what they're doing, because a lot of them are coming from India now. In India, ah, there's this, okay. um, there's a, a, a business, a lot of people are making business out of recruiting students to send them to Canada in school. 
So they make big promises about what they can do. So they get paid a commission to recruit students and send them to Canada going to school. And in India, a lot of people, like they want their sons, daughters, it's like a, a sense of pride for them to be like, yes, my 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 kids in Canada and university in Canada is like a big thing. So now it's turned into like this money-making thing for a lot of people where they're taking advantage yeah. of, of it. And it's not it's not working the way it was supposed to be working. And that's and you see sometimes like people are coming to university. There's not enough housing for them. They're making them, you know. There's landlords renting out. They're making two people share a room with just a, a small room with just a mattress each on the floor. Like it's not it's not good. Like it's this is this is not good. This is not good for anyone, right? Yeah. So it's no, gotten out, no, it's gotten it's out ahead. Okay, yeah, so, so it, it it seems pretty pretty same like here. We have a lot of immigrants and. I have nothing against immigrants because we from Croatia and Yugoslavia, former Yugoslavia, we had also the war in the 90s uh, um, and there were a lot of, uh, I was born in Frankfurt, but we had some family. He just packed the luggage and says, okay, we go to a holiday to, to Germany just because he knew he has family there. And one day after the house was bombed from them and he just stood in the, my uncle just sit in the train, came to Frankfurt and Uh, search family and we had a two-room apartment and we were eight people inside um, and everybody was happy because you are safe there are no bombs yeah. and nothing it doesn't yeah. matter how many space you have or not but then after the war it was in germany you had just a permission to stay until the war is when the war was over you had to leave germany you could not stay um, but no one wanted to go back because you had no insurance against war everything was bombed there was no future yeah and this uncle who came he went then to america he he got they gave him the green card because in the 90s america gave green cards for the for the uh, cities where they needed to to fill it oh got it okay. yeah and they went they went to salt lake city and now my cousin he she came as a refugee to america with i don't know 10 years or something She's now executive director at Morgan Stanley on Wall Street, yeah, with, with 35, six, seven years. Really? Yeah. That's amazing. Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And she loves America because she was also here in Frankfurt at um, to see some companies um, to just visit because she thought about also for the kids to see Europe, to live maybe one or two years in Europe. And she flew back to America. Okay, no, they are not. Here in Germany, it's a lot of work-life balance. When I work 13, 14 hours a day, the people say, oh, you are crazy. Wow, yeah. how can you do it and everything? Like uh, they are always just looking to have, yeah, you know, work-life balance and everything. Yeah. But in America, it's still, she told me um, when she uh, became mother in America, it's like just three weeks you can stay at home with a kid and then you have to go to work again. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, Here in Germany, you stay one year at home with the kids. It's also good for the for the that's woman. Okay. Yeah, that's and you okay. get paid. That's how Canada is. You get paid, but you, there's a cap out, so you don't get paid your full salary. I forget how much you yes. get cap, but they will give you, and it's a decent amount. But then it's for for I think it's just just under a year. And I I don't mind yes. that. I I actually I I like that. I I think it's it's. It's very nice for parents, our parents to be able to stay home, especially with such young babies. And to, if we can help parents stay yeah. home and, and build good family units, I, I, you know, I think it's a good thing. It's one of the, it's, it's, you know, there's a lot of money wasted on a lot of things from the government. You know, I think we should put more money towards 
good families and that type of thing, because I think it makes other parts of the country and economy stronger when you have that type of stuff. Yes. Yes, 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 of course. But we have to be, um, yeah, we have to see what the future brings. Here in Germany, to come back to the real estate market, I don't know how it is in Toronto, but here it started to crash the developers. Yeah, here you have a lot of developers. They started some projects two, one or two years ago uh, with uh, apartments because here in Germany, I don't know how it is in Toronto, but in Frankfurt and in the bigger cities, um, the selling of apartments is very high demand. Uh, there are okay. very a lot of apartments. They are selling. We have more apartments. The people are buying more apartments to live in it than houses. We don't have a lot of uh, single-family houses in Frankfurt yep. and the area. There are more more apartments. And now they are, it started really big players yeah, to go into bankruptcy. Oh, really? um, and I don't know. Yeah, really big players. There's also a big, big, big uh, company. He had to go, the, the company has to go into bankruptcy and also he private also has to go to the bankruptcy. But one year ago, he was a billionaire. He was flying private jet and everything. And now it's everywhere in the headlines that uh, he's in bankruptcy because they are making a project. I don't know how it, it works with you, but you have a plot. Then you are selling 30% of the apartments and then you get the, the mortgage from the bank yeah. to start building. Yeah. Um, but the interest rent, interest rates re went high. So from 0.9% to 4% in just a few months here. So we have now 4% interest rates here in Germany, in, in, in Canada and in the US, it's even higher, I higher, think. Yeah. yeah. But the, the, the number, the percentage, the raise was from 0.9 to 4%. It's 400% raise yeah, in fast. half year. It's, yeah. it's very fast. It was, I don't know, I think in the history of real estate, it was never a climb so fast in such a small amount of time. So also the, the biggest professional real estate agencies or not agencies, the, the developers here in Germany have really big problems really big problems because no one thought that it will happen so fast and that it will happen because they have their calculations. Yeah. They bought the plot, they have the building costs, and then they have to sell the apartments for 6,000 euro per square meter or 7,000 euro per square meter, uh, somewhere outside of Frankfurt in Frankfurt, it's more expensive. But when you go outside of Frankfurt, the people cannot afford anymore, nothing. So they are selling nothing, but they have to build and they have the interest rates. And now it comes to refinance the properties and the interest rates are four times higher. So, and they will not sell the apartments for the prices they have to sell. So they go bankruptcy. Yeah. Um, so and yeah, there will be a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah. So I yeah, so we're seeing some of the same, not as much with ours, with the high rises, with the condos. We don't, they sell, um, I think it's about 70% of the units before they get construction financing. So instead of the 30%, they sell more. So it gives them a little bit more stability. But 
from the developers I've spoken to, everyone that I know in every industry right now, doesn't matter if it's real estate or other things, everyone's feeling the squeeze right now. Every business I know, everyone's feeling the squeeze. And, you know, and it's, uh, it feels like if they leave interest rates in this place for very long, that there's going to be some problems, some, some big problems, just like you guys are starting to see with some developers going on. It doesn't feel like they can leave it here for, for too long. We'll see, we'll see what they can do, but yeah. So we haven't seen those problems yet, but what we're seeing is investors just, just the, you know, the, the, the regular investor that bought one or two units a couple of years ago, expecting them to just jump up in price you know, so they could resell them. They bought them, and now the units are almost completed, and they have to they have to close or they have to take possession. And because the interest rates are so high now, they can't afford them, so they can't yeah. take possession of them, and they're losing their down payments, their deposits. And now we're seeing more and more of them coming on the market. And you know, if that lasts for too long, it'll start pressing pressing prices down that way as well. So we're seeing problems problems there. Is what we're starting to see. And can you say in Toronto, especially you with your real estate? agency the things you are selling how much the price dropped if you because the one thing is the listing price i i think in the in the past was the selling price always higher than the listing price yeah, but yes. the one thing is the listing price and the other thing is the actual the selling price is there a drop can you say uh, if there is something uh, sold then it has to be a drop of the price it decrease or yeah it's not too much yet it's it's where so there's two things. So one is where prices were in February February of last year, they came down from from where where they were last year because they were they were there for about one or two months. They just they went like they just went straight up like it was crazy. They were just increasing fifty percent to the moon. To the moon. Like yeah, <laughs> it was it just it made no sense. So they've come down from that. But now when we list the property for sale. It's it's it like you said. It used to always be you know ten offers, and it was always going above 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 list price. Now it's it's um, it's usually close to list price, and it's a little bit below. Usually, there's there's some negotiation. It depends where people list it. If they list it at you know roughly what it should be, it's 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 close. But so, but what we're seeing, and I'm curious, because I want to ask you, because I think you deal with a lot of high end real estate too, like very luxury real estate, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So what we're seeing is the luxury market. There's a lot less demand, and there's more. There's more price drops there than what you know are the the starter home or you know the the regular flat or whatever like that type of thing. Those prices have stayed a lot closer to where they were than the luxury market. Is are you seeing two different things for you guys too? Whereas like the starter home versus yeah, the luxury uh, market, it's it, it's the real opposite here. Really? Yeah, because yeah, because the normal worker he cannot afford anymore the prices what uh, were asked just to have a uh, um, one special house we sold in December. So we had no sale from April last year until May this year. Yeah, we just had one or two small small sales, um, and one house. She had an offer in January twenty two for six hundred eighty thousand euro for for middle house. You know, here in Fran here in Germany, you have like these houses one after another. Yeah, and it like, looks like like a townhouse. Like a townhouse you call yeah. it townhouse, but it's yes. 
with 140 square meters. I don't know, you have square meters or square foot, but it's like 140 square meters and it had to be renovated. So she had an offer, January 22, 680,000. She didn't want to take the offer. She wanted more. Yeah, it was a private lady. At the end, we sold it in December last year. So just 11 months later for 510,000 euro. Okay. And we had just one buyer. So she lost like 170,000 euro. And there wasn't a lot of buyers who could afford it in this area who wanted to say. And in the luxury market where I'm specialized in the best areas of Frankfurt, like I sold a loft in, in May with 280 square meters with six uh, meter high ceilings for 3.4 million euro. We had it listed for 3.9 million, but as soon as we had it in the listing, we had offers for 3.5 million, 3.6, but the seller didn't want to take the deal. But one year later, he took it for 3.4. Because in the luxury market, you have the clients are some entrepreneurs, uh, they have a lot of cash and they don't need to take or they don't want to take any yeah. um, any any mortgage, any loan from the bank. So if it is really the best area, so the area is the most important here. I think it's like everywhere. And if it's a special apartment or house, the price goes even without listing, yeah, uh, they, are, they are selling it. I have now a house in the best, best, best area of Frankfurt. It's like a house with five apartments. Yeah, everything together, it's about 776 square meters and you have permission to build even more, to build 2,000 square meters. I have it for 9 million and I'm not supposed to list it just to call some people. Yeah, and I had already five, uh, five viewings there Yeah, for 9 million. And the people who has the money, you have to have the people who have the money. Yeah. They know it's a good, good, good opportunity. And it's still the same price like it would be one year ago. It would be the same price because of the area and the luxury market, the people who has the money, because yeah. there's there are not a lot of offers in the best area of Frankfurt because Frankfurt is still small. And then the best streets, yeah, if you have there, and we are just... Uh, we are just selling. We do not do a lot of marketing. They're just on recommendation. Oh, I got your number from my friend, uh, this and that. He said, you have good clients. Could you sell our apartment? Hey, we no. have your number. And here in Germany, they they also want off market in the best areas a lot of times because they don't want that the people hear that they are selling it, the neighbors or something, that they don't talk. Oh, why he's selling or yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, are yeah, they yeah. getting divorced or does he have any money money problems or something? So they're so happy when I just came from, we wanted to make the podcast one hour before, but I just had to go to the airport and just to sign a contract with a client who landed at the airport. And one hour later, he has to fly again back. I went to the airport that he signs me and he was so happy that I offer him this house. Yeah, uh, just go back because it's in the best area of Frankfurt. Yeah, yeah. When you sent me that message, I was I was laughing. I'm like, that's cool. Like, that's just the guy's flying in for an hour to sign this real estate deal and flying out again, and you're meeting for the airport. Like, this is this is, you know, it just it's uh, yeah. It just made me laugh. That that was cool. But yeah. let me ask. And, and, and he never met me before. I just told him, 
I know you. You asked for apartment for 3.9 million last year. I have something really special. I have to see you today. I cannot send you anything by mail. The landlord doesn't allow it. I have to see it. You have to sign me like an LOI. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you cannot give it anybody. Yeah, but I'm just in Spain. I land at uh, 4 p.m. in Frankfurt, but I have to leave. I said, no worries. I come there. <laughs> just send me a flight number. I will be there. And That's then he awesome. saw me, oh, thank you. That's yeah. great. Okay, so but, hold on. But, so, uh, yeah. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go, ahead. go finish. No, uh, I don't know how it's the market with the real estate agents in Toronto right now because the last also 10 years, everybody could earn also as a real estate agent money. That's why I like the time now because now you have to be a good seller again. You have to know how to negotiate with the people. You have to know how to market. You have to know how to treat the people they like to be treated. I just read a book from Tillman Fatita, Shut Up and Listen. Yeah, in yeah. English, they don't know it here in Germany. Yeah, and he also uh, writes in the book, you have to treat every customer that he feels like he's the only customer you have, like the red carpet. And in the past, if you had an offer, if this one didn't want to buy it, there was another one who yeah. wanted to buy it because of the interest rate, you ha didn't have to sell it. Uh, and there were a lot of real estate agents. I don't know how it was in, in, in Toronto. It's what's like, you just throw an offer in the air and someone will catch it. It's yeah. not selling, it's <laughs> not arguing, it's not fighting uh, to get the deal done and everything. But yeah. now yeah. it starts to, to be a real real estate agent. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now when something doesn't sell, if people got used to things selling like in two days all the time for over asking now when something doesn't sell for a few weeks, they're like, Oh, what's wrong? And I'm like, nothing's wrong. This is, this is normal. What we were seeing for the last five, 10 years, was it, was it normal? But let me, so I, and I, it was insane. It was yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah. It was, they, they bought they, I I always said, I don't, and the German, they think a lot over. They want to be safe, safe, safe. But they bought houses faster than they bought a car. Yeah? yeah. They saw it one time because they know there were a lot of people who want to buy it. And it's the biggest investment in life for some people. And they bought it like just from one viewing without knowing if there are any issues at the house or something just because of FOMO, fear of missing out. We have to have it. We have to have it. It was, it was really insane. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, we, they, had, we had investors coming to us, and they're like, "Well, you know, I want to, I want to buy an investment property." We're like, "Well, why?" They're like, "Well, it's real estate; it only goes up." And I'm like, "No, I'm like, no, that's not how it works." So like, you know, it, it, you know, over time with inflation and things like that, we believe in the long term of real estate and hard assets and all that stuff. But to go over that period of time, it goes like this, you know. But but they're just like, "No, it just only goes up." And I'm like, "Guys, like, if that's not why you're that." You, you know, it's helpful yeah. to look at other factors but, but, before you're investing. Of course, but if you're investing long-term, and we have a lot of the Germans, a lot of long-term investment. And I talk about long-term that um, you make like uh, generational wealth. Yeah, yeah. that yeah, uh, you have it long-term for your kids and your grand. And real estate is, is not normally a get-rich-quick story. Yeah, It can be, and it was the last years, but it's a get rich for sure story. And if not you, then your kids, because one day it's paid off. And um, 
you will become rich or get rich, but not like in one year, but it happened the last years that yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. you could get rich very fast. Hey, let me ask you still about this luxury market. Cause I agree with you when where you, the luxury market, when it's like as high as, you know, the, the, as high as the price you're talking about. So same with around here, like, you know, there's, there's what I look at is like the starter home market. Then there's like the next level up, which isn't really luxury, but it's like, it's, it's what people want to live in. Like if, you know, if people have a family, maybe they have a couple of kids, they want like a little bit bigger house, bigger yard or bigger, you know, more room, whatever, but it's not luxury because, you know, and then above that, if you're talking three, four, five, six million, I agree with you. Then you're talking about people that the money is not really a problem for them because they have much more money. So they don't, you know, up or down, they don't really care too much. So that segment of the market, which is like, so if, if the starter home category is, was, um, you know, I, I don't know what I, uh, the number was. I think you were saying what, 500,000 euro or something like that, or, or, or roughly. Yeah. What, what is the, the, you know, 750 or the $1 million euro market look like? Because I'd imagine there, there's not very much to make, because people need a place to live. So they'll, they'll still be in the starter home market and the, the really high end people, they, you know, don't have as money problems. So that's fine. But what about in between that? Is that market really slow right now? That market is nearly dead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's not slowing. It's dead. And all markets, also the the investment market. Yeah. yeah uh, because from a lot of people, the asking price is still here. And, and now the offering price is here or the affordable price. Yeah. And also for, for buy and hold for multifamily houses, it's Still like this and they're a little bit coming 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 and if you're good you match and if not it's still like yeah. here okay. um we had just a, a statistic in in the first quarter of the year so 23 the transactions decreased to 93 percent or 92 percent in oh, frankfurt wow. so there were it was nearly no transactions in the whole frankfurt yeah in wow. the in the office uh, also the the big buildings the multifamily homes single homes apartment nothing so no transactions uh, it was like that yeah, yeah now yeah, it's yeah. coming a little bit because uh, because the people were also scared the people who had the money were scared about the war in the ukraine also yeah. because you never know they talked about here also the people you don't know they were really scared some people if putin just uh, pushes a button with a nuclear bomb then we are gone that's why i don't want to buy uh real estate if i have one million cash i want to have it on the bank account to be safe yeah. if there happens something that i can leave the country that i can take a private jet to america because in america are never bombs or something like this <laughs> you know it was just just people we're scared. You don't know what happens. And they also the people who had the money are observing the market, observing the, the Ukraine Russian war and everything. Yeah. Um, because they were scared and there are some people are still scared, but it starts again with the transactions, uh, the last couple of months, but, but the first half of the year 23 was really insane. It was never before that they were so less transactions yeah completely i will show you but you can ask but i just uh, want to want to uh someone send me wait 
Miriam, a lawyer, which I uh, I sold her house. I had last year for her house just to have it. Um, I had last year offers for 2.85 million for a small house in the best area of Frankfurt, just with 225 square meters, which you have to invest another 500,000 to renovate oh, wow. again. Okay. To, with a small plot, just 370 square meter plot, just small. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I had offers in April last year, 2.85 million. Three people wanted to buy it. And then the uh, Ukraine war, the interest rates, and everybody went. Then I had offers for 2.6 million. The seller didn't want to take it. Then I had offers for 2.4 million. They didn't want to take it. Then we sold it now in May for 2.1 million euro, oh, wow. the house. That's a big difference. Yeah, after, after one year. It's a big difference, but it shows like... I will just show you the, the, the transactions. I have it here, just a, a picture. If I find it, if not, you can. Yeah, while you look for that, I'll tell you where go. we're seeing, where it's going to get interesting here. If interest rates stay high, which I don't think they can stay high for that long, but if they do, we have a, because so many people bought properties in like 2020, 2021, that when it comes to 2025 and 2026, because remember, we have five-year mortgages. So people that got very yeah. low rates, they went to 2025 comes, they're gonna they're in for a big surprise. So some people are already looking at it, like even they bought a big house for them and their family, and they're like, if we get close to 2025, if this is I'm not gonna be able to afford this anymore. They might have to sell that house and get buy something smaller for themselves. Right, because if because they can sell it, if they can get the, yeah. if they don't have to uh, to go bankrupt because they don't get the price what they need and they have still uh, two hundred thousand left or something. Look here, I found it. The transaction rate, it's in billion. Two thousand seventeen, it was fifteen point seven billion yeah. transactions in Germany. It went up to, 50. to eighteen. Look, went up to fifty and. And then 2022, 12.2. And the first quarter of 23, just 2.1 billion in wow. whole Germany. So insane. Oh, wow. So it's just, it just shrunk right down. Look at that. Yeah, minus 78%. Yeah. And then two years from the peak, it's minus 83%. Yeah. Wow. But this was after, because you asked of COVID, he was COVID. Okay, it was like 2019, but yeah. look, 2021. 20, 2021 look at that it more than doubled <laughs> it's like it was triple what it was a few years before that Holy yeah, cow, yeah. yeah. I, I think you guys went you guys went even you know a little bit crazier than than even we went here we you know it went a little bit from nuts here but it seems like you guys took it to the extreme which is unlike germans you guys are supposed to be very very um cautious and very calculated in your decisions you know what's going on over there? what country's falling apart man what are the engineers losing their minds or what <laughs> Uh, I don't know. The engineers not, but we have a lot of immigrants and the immigrants are taking the risks <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. always because uh, the immigrants, also me, I'm the, in a third generation immigrant. Yeah. My grandpa came 69 to work here, like the Croatians, like the Gastarbeiter in German, they are yeah. called. They came to build Germany. Yeah. Like, my, um, like my father, we are when he came to risks. Toronto. It was the same, same way. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, the same thing. Yeah, but we are used to take risks because we know when we had nothing, we started with having nothing, just a hunger, we were hungry, and we were happy. My wife and me, we were happy when we had nothing, and we are still happy when we have more. And we said also, even if we 
have no money, we are still happy if we are together and we will build it again. So yeah, we have yeah, not, that's cool. and, and, and that's the problem also in, in real estate. There are a lot of people, especially the developers. I don't know how it's in America or in the US or Toronto in Canada, but here a real estate developer always goes all in. Every time yeah. he goes all in. So he makes profit, 2 million. And he says, okay, when I take the profit, I will uh, put something out, go buy and hold. But then a good offer comes and he goes again. The next project, yeah. yeah, bigger. And it's always bigger. The next project's always bigger, bigger. and more. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then always all in, all in, like in the casino. And yeah. when yeah. it crashes, then everything will crash. And also here in Germany, I don't know. It's a very good market right now if you have cash because the Germans still are not used. They don't want to pay multifamily homes if they have to pay down payment 20%. But I say it's insane. In America, it's normal to have down payment 20%, yeah. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. So now, if you have some money, and I'm going to go in October to Texas and to Florida for one and a half weeks oh, you are. to, you to are meet fine. some real okay. estate agents. Yeah. Yeah, my, my wife and me without the kids, the kids are a friend of us, uh, are taking care of the kids. Just my wife and me are going uh, from 18th to 21st. I'm in Houston there area, the woodlands, to, to meet some real estate agents, to meet some investors. And then we go to Naples, there to the West Coast, and then to Miami also, to meet some investors, to meet some real estate agents, to make collaborations, to speak about the markets. Because now in Germany, if you have some cash, or if you open a company, with a German citizen. And if you take the cash from America, because now we have a lot of opportunities because they don't want, as a Russian, you cannot buy anything anymore here. Even if you're not a friend of Putin, if you're a Russian and you have a Russian passport, they close the uh, the bank accounts here. Yeah. Even I have a friend of mine, oh, wow. he's, a, he's a dentist since 10 years here in, in, in Germany. And he pays his tax and everything. Employees, they close just uh, the bank account because the policy says uh, he has like a Russian uh, passport. Yeah, the policy says we close the, 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 the bank account. Wow. From Iran, no money. From Dubai, no money. Yeah. The, the money laundering policy is very strict here in Germany. So, but from America, they like also from China, there's no money coming to Germany. So now there are big opportunities if you have some money yeah to buy good real estate good assets yeah like i sold a house multifamily house it would be it would be worth one and a half years ago three million i sold it now for 1.5 million and there was just one guy who paid it because he had down payment of 25 percent yeah and the other investors no one could afford it or no one wanted to buy it so now if you have like a german in the company and you have the money and you open a company together, it's very fast. You get from the banks. So the, the leverage here is very high. If you have some cash now and you can make very, very good now, um, have opportunities to buy some, um, multifamily homes for generational wealth or yeah. also to, to buy in one company, like you buy 10 houses now. And then after two or three years, you can sell the whole company like to a real estate fund because if it's big enough, more than 7 million, 10 million or something, yeah, a, a fund will buy it because they have to invest again. Yeah, yeah, they yeah? need the returns, they need happen. to show growth, yeah. 
Wow, that's interesting. That's that's, yeah. that's actually really interesting. I didn't know uh, that's how it works. I guess it's in every market, you know, when you when things kind of fall apart, if you can have some liquid cash, it gives you those opportunities, right? Yeah, and I know some people yeah. are, are looking at that, looking around our area too, thinking similar things, but uh, especially in the multifamily, because there's always going to be, I mean, nothing's certain, but you think that there's always this demand for rentals. And I know the demand for rentals here is just, especially if they're good, if you keep your properties good, the demand for rentals is always very high. We have it a little bit better because if someone moves out, we can go right back to Mark. Well, I guess it's the same as you. It's actually not, it's, it's actually about the same because we have to go back to market rate and you have to look around and be at market rate anyway. So it's about the same thing, really, right? We don't care. Yeah. We, you know, and and so you will find, thing. you will f- I, I rented now out a, an apartment from a soccer player, which I um, sold him two years ago. And one and a half years ago, this apartment with 150 square meters, uh, you would get maybe, maybe at about it's 115 square meters, you would get 1,500 cold. So additional then the, the heating and everything, but 1,500 yeah. in a month. Now we rent it out. We furnish it a little bit, not expensive. We rented it out for 3000 euro to a big uh, car company uh, because they rented it, the company for the European boss who comes from another country here oh, to Frankfurt yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they're paying 3000 euro a month. So without a problem, the, the normal guy cannot afford it anymore or he doesn't want to afford it, but there are companies who are making the yeah. contracts yeah, for the employees. To, to get the employees because Frankfurt is the, the heart of Europe. We are in the central of Europe. We have the biggest airport in Europe. Yeah. Um, so the flights are flying every day. Yeah. I spent, a lot, look, I spent a lot yeah. of time in that airport. I know. I know there's the little sleep pods there, you know, and you can get, you can get one of those and lie down for a little bit if you get lucky. I, I, I've said, and I've spent time yeah. in that airport after an overnight flight with very, very young children thinking, Please get me out of this airport as fast as possible because my kids aren't, they're tired and they're not happy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But uh, there are also hotels in the near, but of course. Yeah, um, I don't think I knew that before. Yeah, one time we had a longer layover, yeah. and I, I, I real, I learned there was a hotel, and I was like, oh my god! And I tried to get a, a room there. There was one. Is is it Frankfurt or is it Munich that has the hotel like a small hotel actually in the airport? I don't know, maybe Frankfurt, but it could be. Yeah, we there's have one, direct yeah, that, at the airport. Yeah, yeah there's Paris, one that's like no, in the terminal. Yeah, and I tried to book the room after. They're like, no, we're full. I'm like, I, I wish I knew you guys were there. I'm sure they were just tiny rooms where you could just go lie down, but it was nice. But yeah. hey, Marco. Yeah, look, but, th- but we have also demand We have also demand for luxury apartments from people, from billionaires and multimillionaires, just to have an apartment here, a three-room apartment for one or two or three millions when they are flying. To somewhere just to have an apartment here yeah yeah, to, to yeah. Sleep that's, here oh, one day yeah. and then yeah yeah that's yeah. nice that's nice if you can no. spend if you can spend three million euro on an apartment for the times that you're flying you're connecting to a flight that's a pretty nice uh 
that's uh yeah you're not too worried about the price the the, the, the three million or the no. 3.2 million you don't really care one way or the other it's not going to matter yeah so hey yeah. now yeah. i know because we've never actually spent time in frankfurt and my wife and i always spoke that we're going to uh sooner or later we got to just spend we've gone to other cities in europe but one time we were like we just got to stay in germany a bit so now i know when we do that i'm finally going to hit you up um it'll be good I, I, we got to uh, we got to go for dinner in frankfurt that would be a, that would be nice we've been it to Brava, be, now it, we got to it would be great yeah. yeah, yeah, but but for us it's better that you come to us at home because then we cook, we make, you know, because we Croatian, we are loud. Yeah, and hey, you hear us at the whole street. Yeah. I didn't want to invite myself to your house, but if that, that's an invitation, I'd rather eat. I'm, if you're if you're offering home cooked food, I'm I'm on home cooked food more than anything. Yeah, oh, so I'm I'm on board, oh, man. My, my, my wife. Yeah, my wife, I have to do diets all the time because if not, I would be 150 kilos because my <laughs> wife is half Bosnian, so. She cooks a lot. She cooks very good, and the pita and chevapchichi and yeah, and the yeah. cakes and everything. So I have to be always uh, yeah. like low carb yeah. now. To, That's to great. Lose and, some when, <laughs> and when we come, I won't wear a t-shirt. Okay, I'll, wear, I'll look nice like you. I'll get all cleaned up and I'll wear a nice shirt okay. like you. So okay. <laughs> okay, good, good. If not, then you're not welcome. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hey Marco, man, this was um, this was really insightful because you know what? Even if like no one's ever you know going to you know maybe some people will buy in Germany, maybe they won't. But just to understand how real estate works in other places compared to here, and how what you're seeing with some investors and how they look at multifamilies and the high net worth stuff, it's I don't know. It's for me, it's always insightful. Like just understanding the way mortgages work compared to here and how much that would make a difference in the market. It's so cool. But um, what, uh, yeah. just say, if there's like, if someone end up, ends up wanting to reach out to you, because I mean, you know, a lot of people from Canada travel a lot of places too. And, you know, there's a lot of people from Germany here as well. Actually, there's a guy that I used to go to the gym with that moved back to Germany. And uh, I think he went back to Munich, but I don't think he was in Frankfurt. But anyways, but what uh, the company, like, what's the best way if the, people want to check out your company or you or whatever, what's like the website or email? What, what do you want to share? It's, it's, it's really easy. Everything is, is online. They can, it's better to write me personal at Instagram or Facebook. It's just Marco Verkic. Yeah. Okay. Marco with K and Verkic, V-E-R-K-I-C. I have my personal Instagram, um, and also my number, email address, but we work very, very fast and we can help. Yeah. Also to find uh, something to rent or to buy. Yeah. Or just to help because we have a good network. Yeah. Your network is your net worth especially in Frankfurt, uh, you need to have the network for kindergartens, for schools, for everything. Sure, yeah. And we are very good connected in Frankfurt um, because I have kids by myself and that's why also the network in the kindergartens and everything. I make some phone calls where you cannot uh, get a place in the kindergarten. I make two or three phone calls and then uh, you have the place, even if there are 10 people waiting in the row. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, pretty unfair, it, but it's fair for my clients. Yeah, yeah, that's that matters. I mean, look, you know, whether people agree with it or not, because you know, some people don't think that's right, and I get it. But it's just the way the world works, and sometimes you, you know, those kind of those relationships, relationships matter. They always have. Yeah. Way back to like when people are growing up in a small town or a village, you have relationships there, just like they matter in a city, right? It just it matters. So yeah, people's business. It's people's business. Yeah, and yeah. we love people. That's why we also. Uh, get in touch with each other. If the energy is good, if you like people, also the AI can come how it wants to come. We are also using ChatGPT and everything, but also the real estate business, 
it will stay the people's business because this is what matters. Yeah, the the technology yeah, and everything can, can help you, but the people, the the network, the the chatting. I'm also now in 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 one hour in forty minutes. I have an event at seven p.m. where I'm going to network again. We go to have some dinners with investors. Yeah, to network. Yeah, to speak about uh, one thing. It, yeah. It's like we're doing the same thing because tonight it's the same thing. A small group of our, a smaller group of our investors, like our VIP group, we have a, a private dinner, like in a, we rented out the restaurant, and there's there's a, a group of them all. We're going down. It's 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 a, I don't know, hundred maybe hundred and thirty people or something that are coming out. But it's the same type of thing. So it's, it's hilarious when I. That's why like circling back to when we met on the beach and we talked about each other's businesses, I'm like, what the heck? This is like this. This is like a mirror image of our business in Germany. So, that's yeah. cool, man. It's and very, you have very your cool. you have your brother. You have your brother with are doing together. Yeah. I have my cousin. Yeah, Ta Tamara. Oh, do you? I didn't know that. Cousin. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, running with me. It's my company. Yeah, I have my wife for the viewings and everything. She goes to breakfast with the ladies and everything with the other mothers. But Tamara is my cousin. She's three years older than me. We hated each other as kids. We always fight us. Yeah, with each <laughs> other. But but she's here. She's running uh, everything. Also with the employees, with with the insurances, and she's real estate agent. She's my best real estate agent, and we are all the time also together. Because without her, without my wife, I couldn't run it. Because it's something else to have family inside. Yeah, hundred because of the trust. Yeah. Um, then with someone else or running it by yourself, because by yourself you're. You, you're not so fast and uh, like a marathon it's a marathon yeah, yeah and, uh, i agree and sometimes when I, I i always talk to tom and like you know some days i'm i'm beat down and i'm just having a rough day or i'm tired you know and he'll be like no no it's good and you know operating and then other times it's reverse where I, i'm the guy like no man let's go like you know because it, there's just ups yeah. and downs to everything so to have someone else it can uh it helps it helps for sure yeah yeah because we are human we are human sometimes you just wake up and it's a bad day yeah, I don't have these days a lot because I'm very thankful and I gratitude a lot. Every morning I wake up, I gratitude and I pray every morning and read the Bible. And because um, we have so much here, so much wealth and so much we are we are um, healthy and everything. And it's more than we can do. But there are also days when you don't know why you're in bad mood. And then it's good to have yeah. the people around you. Yeah, yeah 100%. You need it. You need it for sure. Yeah. All right, cool, yeah. man. Thank so, you. Hey. Thank you very much, Nick. No, yeah. this was this was awesome. I appreciate in, you, you taking Florida? the time. No, are you in Florida? Uh, you know what? We're going October? to – it's funny. I'm not in Florida. I'm going to Florida – uh, the next time I go to Florida, I think is end of November, beginning of December, because we're looking at some, um, there's some opportunities down there that we're actually checking out. And so that's when, uh, that's the next time we'll be in Florida. Cause I was thinking that when you said you were going to be down there, let's wrap this up and I'll talk to you offline in a second. So let me stop this. So Marco, first of all, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Um, appreciate you jumping thank around, you. man. Thanks. God bless you. Thank you. 
All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode. It's interesting to see that how many similarities there really are between Frankfurt, Germany and the Toronto area between the, the, you know, the it seems like the undersupply of housing and they have to catch up building and the immigration and population growth going in. And then, of course, the, the easy money policies when they just dumped so much money into the market and they, they brought loan mortgage prices, um, mortgage rates down to 0.45% and were lending over the value of the properties. There's just a lot of similarities that happens when, uh, you know, in different areas when it's just all driven by these these financial decisions this global centralized monetary policy which doesn't seem to be working right for everyone but um, anyways it's worth understanding at least to us so we can kind of try to navigate these waters and don't forget if you're looking to come out and speak to network with uh, real life investors on the streets investors who are active right in this area it's your life your terms event.com that's October 14th you go there for all the details and to, to get signed up if you're interested. And until then, your life, your terms.